breaking news from KXAN News. And thanks so much for joining us. I'm Jennifer Sanders. And I'm Daniel Marin. We have two major public safety developments unfolding to start KXAN News at 5. RJ Washington is in Pflugerville, where the FBI is searching a field in connection with Raul Mesa, the man Austin officials call a potential serial killer. And then Brianna Hollis is here in studio covering the city's suspension of the APD and DPS partnership. All right, and Jayla, let's start with you. We know investigators just left the area near Pecan Street and North Heatherwild Boulevard. So that's off of FM 1825. What have you learned? What are you seeing there this evening? Jennifer Daniel, much of what we're learning is coming directly from neighbors who live in this area. To give you a better idea of where we are, there's an apartment complex nearby as well as an assisted living facility. And neighbors are telling us law enforcement got out here early this morning and began searching this field that you see right here. Now, multiple agencies out here, we're talking uh, Austin Police, Round Rock Police, as well as Pflugerville PD, of course, assisted by the FBI, which is uh, not out of the ordinary for them to be helping out with a search like this, but uh, neighbors are startled, obviously, being the fact that Mesa uh, is being called a serial killer. We know that recently he he is being accused of at least two murders. Want to let you listen into one conversation with a neighbor who I was chatting with earlier. It's really scary. Um, I shared with my mom this morning that this was happening. She's like, okay, when are you moving? I'm like, you know what? If he weren't in custody, I probably would be packing up. But I hope if there are some families that, you know, have some unanswered questions, I really hope that they can find what they're looking for. Now, uh, the law enforcement agencies we saw out here, they had their big incident command trailer earlier, as well as some ATVs as they were searching this area. At one point, we even saw them uh, carrying some boxes of perhaps evidence back to a vehicle. Remember, all of this started when Mesa began ultimately confessing to murders. Um, still not clear, though, yet if another sort of confession kind of prompted uh, this search out here today. APD is lead on the investigation, but they're not saying much since it is ongoing but we will keep you updated both here on air as well as online. Daniel. All right, Jayla, thank you very much. And back to today's other top story. The city announced today that it is suspending the partnership between Austin Police and the Texas Department of Public Safety. Brianna Hollis joins us in the studio now. You've been covering this since the program's inception. What's the latest with this decision, Brie? So there's been so much back and forth with this, dating back since the partnership launched. But let me just get back to the last two days, guys, where it's honestly been a complete 180. So on Monday, we had our first on-camera interview with the mayor about this partnership, where he talked about how important it was to have DPS help while APD is 300 officers short. Fast forward to today, we get the announcement about the partnership ending. So we went straight back to the mayor's office to get to the bottom of what's going on. So on Monday, when we had this discussion, you mentioned that it was imperative to have DPS helping out Austin police. What has changed in the last 48 hours? Well, in the last 48 hours, I've learned of an incident that was very troubling. Uh, that involved a man and his young son. And can you elaborate on the incident that was so troubling to you? Yeah. Well, the, the incident, as, 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 as has been related to me, is that um, DPS officers pulled, a, pulled guns on a 10-year-old uh, boy. Getting further details from DPS about this very incident. But shortly after speaking with Watson today, DPS actually allowed us to see body camera video from that incident. They didn't provide any comment, but said this video we're about to show you should speak for itself. Okay. Get back in the car. Get back in the car. Let me 
see troopers pull the driver over into a neighborhood and draw guns, telling him to get back in the car. Right before this part of the video, the body camera video shows a trooper trying to pull the car over for about a minute. That's what you're looking at right now. And some of that body, body camera video does show a child in the passenger seat of the car. Troopers say they stopped the driver because his car didn't have proper license plates. And you can hear DPS troopers say they believe the driver was under the influence of marijuana. And we showed the mayor this video. We circled back with him. And his immediate response still, guys, is that he thinks suspending the partnership is the right decision right now. He says beyond the actual actions troopers took in this situation, he says it was just so difficult to get information from DPS about what happened when he really wanted to get to the bottom of something. Okay, so the partnership is suspended. Many people wondering, Brie, will it come back? Honestly, at this point, it doesn't look like that. I kind of mentioned it already, but on Monday, Mayor Watson was talking about how important it was to have DPS here. Mm -hmm. He cited some of the successes when it came to reducing crime rates, getting guns off the street, getting drugs off the street. But he says regarding how he feels right now, he says at this point, he's looking at other options to improve public safety other than bringing DPS back. All right, Brianna, thank you very much. And coming up tonight at 6, Brianna's going to have more from community members on what they feel about the decision to suspend this program. First warning weather with Chief Meteorologist David Yeomans. Well, another big story today, the hottest day in Austin so far all year. From a record warm morning low of 80 to this just in, a high temperature of 107. Believe it or not, not a record for today's date. That stands at 109, almost a record at the airport and their hottest day as well, making up to 104 in southeastern Travis County. It is still really hot with a real lack of clouds, unlike what we were greeted with yesterday on the Lorenz and Lorenz 360 cam. It's not only 106 still in Austin, but it's 104 in Cameron, 108 degrees right now in Llano. Factor in the heat and humidity. The heat index is as hot as 112 in Cameron. Feels like 110 right now at Camp Maybury. This is why the less serious heat advisory, for most of us at least, has been upgraded to an excessive heat warning. We've seen too many of these already this year. This one lasts through 9 p.m. tomorrow night and may be extended further. Coming up, I'll show you how the summer heat is ranking historically, and we're looking into next week when record highs may fall. All right, David, thank you. Today, President Joe Biden and NATO leaders wrapped up their two-day summit in Lithuania. And while there, the president met with Ukrainian President Zelensky and praised the courage of the Ukrainian people as they fight off Russia's attacks. This after Zelensky expressed his disappointment in NATO's reluctance to make Ukraine a member. NBC's Bree Jackson reports. President Biden closing out his time at the NATO summit in Lithuania with a keynote speech. Each member of NATO knows that the strength of our people and the power of our unity cannot be denied. The president also reaffirming the alliance's unwavering support for Ukraine more than 500 days into its war against Russia. Our commitment to Ukraine will not weaken. We will stand for liberty and freedom today, tomorrow, and for as long as it takes. A message he stressed during his meeting with President Zelensky earlier in the day. Zelensky thanking President Biden for his controversial decision to provide Ukraine with cluster munitions, a weapon with a track record of causing civilian casualties. This decision will help us to save us, and that's why my appreciation for the, the Ukrainian president also praising the American people for pledging more than $40 billion in aid, which includes military and humanitarian assistance. You spend this money for our lives, and uh, I think that we save 
In addition, G7 members announced a declaration of support for the war-torn nation, vowing to ensure Ukrainian forces can defend themselves and to help Ukraine's economy rebuild. Lawmakers on Capitol Hill closely watching the high-stakes talks overseas. NATO's larger, stronger, and more united than it than probably it's been in 50 years due to uh, Vladimir Putin's actions. On Thursday, the president will be in Finland welcoming the country as the newest NATO member. In Washington, Bree Jackson, NBC News. Well, watch out. The goats are working, or should we say eating? Well, you may see some goats on your run along Lady Bird Lake tonight. And the state senate advances key components of the property tax relief plan, how it impacts school funding, and when we could see it hit the governor's desk. Runners, walkers, and goats all trotting along Lady Bird Lake today. The Trail Conservancy brought the goats out to help clean along the hike and bike trail. But it's not just trash that they're cleaning up. It's plants and things that may be harmful to us. The organizers say it's not a problem because the goats love to eat. Goats eat everything. They just eat everything. So we're targeting them in areas that have a lot of poison ivy and invasive species in general. And they will work through these areas. They will actually sleep on the trail overnight with supervision. And the goats will be out there for three to four weeks. And after they're moved around and their work is complete, the Conservancy will plant native plants to ensure the sustainability of the shoreline. Well, are you feeling lucky? You better have your lottery ticket ready. How much you could win in tonight's Powerball drawing. And an unusually dry start to the month as this near record heat continues. No precipitation today, only three hundredths of an inch so far this month. And that's not helping the lakes, of course. Both of them down about an inch in the past 24 hours. But Cannon might drop below 1,000 feet surface elevation for the first time in eight years. Your first warning forecast is coming up. Today, the Texas Senate unanimously advanced key components of the $18 billion property tax relief package, making that long-awaited deal one step closer to hitting the governor's desk as it is expected to pass in the House tomorrow. And while there is mostly broad support for the plan, our Capitol correspondent Monica Madden reports on the concerns from some about long-term impacts for school funding. What a fantastic package this is. Texas Senators cheering. <laughs> marking the end of an impasse over how to deliver record-breaking property tax relief to Texans. Because that's what we do in Texas, is come up with Texas-sized solutions to Texas's challenges. A key component of the deal includes $12 billion for compression. That's when the state pays for what school districts normally collect in local property taxes. The compression will cut their school taxes up to maybe around 23%. That's significant for them. Although the package passed unanimously, Senator Sarah Eckhart voiced concern over the sustainability of compression. Property tax benefit of this bill will be erased if we don't continue to make state investment in public education. That thinking echoed by public education advocates like Mark Wiggins. It's the legislature's problem really to figure out what to do whenever this funding expires. He fears this level of funding will be difficult to sustain when Texas doesn't have a major budget surplus in future years. The less money that the state puts in, the more money that local school districts have to raise. And the only place that they have to raise that from is from the local tax base. Monica Madden, 
KXAN News. And both chambers still have to pass the constitutional amendment required to enact these property tax relief plans, meaning Texans will eventually vote on the deal come November. Monica joining us now in the studio. So a few weeks ago, we talked about this, Monica. Senators added an aspect to this package that would have given teachers bonuses. What happened there? Well, unfortunately, Jenna ended up getting cut out of the deal during negotiations between the House and the Senate. Senator Roland Gutierrez, who was the one who proposed those teacher bonuses, asked on the floor today why it got cut out, cut out of the deal. And there wasn't really a direct answer, but it sounds like ultimately House lawmakers decided it would be better to address teacher pay in the future special session that's going to be about school vouchers, which the governor has signaled will happen sometime in the fall. And you will definitely be there. Oh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> All right, Monica, thank you very much. Now to some more money news. This time it's the lottery. No one took home the big prize in the Mega Millions lottery last night, just one day after no winning tickets were sold in the Powerball lottery. So that means the jackpots in both lotteries are on the rise once again. Your next chance to strike it rich is tonight as the Powerball jackpot soars to an estimated $725 million. And if you don't win that one, well, you'll have another shot when the next Mega Millions drawing takes place on Friday with its estimated prize of $560 million. Ooh, did you get our ticket? Yeah, right. <laughs> I'd be on a jet to Alaska right now if I win that. Some cooler weather is really what we yeah. want, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Roger was just telling me the Austin FC game this Saturday was moved back from 7.30 to 8.30 at night because of the anticipated heat. And today, guys, we just set the record for the warmest temperature so far this year. Not quite a daily record. That stood at 109. But look at that sunshine, gusty south winds, not cooling us off at all, but they are blowing at 18 miles per hour in San Marcos, 21 mile per hour winds up in Georgetown. It's like a blowtorch, though. Look at these air temperatures, not the heat index, the air temperatures, 107 in Kingsland, 108 in Llano and Mason counties, 106 degrees on the thermometer in Round Mountain in Austin. It is no better than that. 105 in Cedar Park and Leander, 108 in Lakeway, 106 in Austin, 103 at the airport, 106 as well and driftwood. I'm trying to pick only the impressive ones, but they're all impressive. 106 up in northwestern Milam County, and I see a 105 down there in Luling, south uh, of Lockhart in Caldwell County. Factoring in today's 107 degree high temperature, which is not supposed to happen in most given summers, this has been the third hottest start to July to date. Average day and night temperatures are nearly 90 degrees. That's 4.3 degrees hotter than normal. And not only for the 12 days of this month, but for the 42 days, nearly half of meteorological summer so far, this has been the fourth hottest summer to date. Meteorological summer, remember, began on June 1st. Now, 2011, 2022, last year, those were both hot hotter than we have been so far this year. But remember, we've had 125 years of record. Placing fourth so far is a really high percentile for how hot we've been. A real void of clouds and rain across central Texas today as this heat dome, a ridge of high pressure still in control of our weather to the west. As this controls our weather for the next several days, notice all the goose eggs, zero rainfall projected by our models. It's just the hot, humid weather that persists. Here's some new data on our high temperatures, not only this afternoon, but here we go again tomorrow. A brief cool down overnight, but it does not last. These newer models are taking temperatures absurdly hot tomorrow. Gusty south winds continue. Another sunny and very hot day on Friday. Highs in some areas at least up to 107, 108.
Imagine going through a summer like this without sufficient AC. That is a reality for thousands of Austinites and thousands of folks across Central Texas. Grab your smartphone camera, scan that QR code. If you can, make a donation of just 15 bucks. That can save a life for some of these folks. You can also type into your computer at kxan.com slash simplehealth or make plans to join us in person at several locations across town this Friday from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. I'll be there, the whole weather team, a lot of our news team will be there as well, and we sure appreciate any help that you're able to provide for these folks who need it. Tonight's low temperature could be tying or setting a record again. 80 degrees, no cooler than that. Notice another record that we could be challenging from just last summer. Breezy south winds continue tonight and tomorrow. Tomorrow, very hot with gusty south winds and sunshine. 106, your forecast high. Every single one of these low temperatures you see the next several days, either setting or tying a record. How about the afternoon highs? Those are pretty hard to reach here during the hottest weeks of summer, but we could reach a couple starting Sunday. Sunday, Monday, those are both daily records in the forecast. 106 under sunny skies, and we could see 107 or even hotter again next Tuesday as there's still no rain in sight. After intense and bitter debate that stretched into the early morning hours, lawmakers in Iowa have passed legislation creating one of the most restrictive abortion bans in the U.S., a measure the governor says she will sign into law by the end of the week. In a rare one-day special session, Iowa's Republican-controlled legislature voted to ban abortions after the detection of fetal cardiac activity, which occurs roughly six weeks into a pregnancy. Now, in a written statement, Iowa's Governor Tim Reynolds announced she will sign the bill into law on Friday, calling the pro-life movement the most important human rights cause of our time. If this bill becomes law, women will die in Iowa. Common sense has walked out the door. I don't believe that it's a women's health issue that we're talking about. I think there's a bigger issue at hand. It's a baby or not a baby. And I just really want to protect babies, unborn babies. And the move comes less than a month after a deadlock in Iowa's Supreme Court left a similar six-week ban unenforceable. This new measure is expected to face multiple legal challenges. We're getting a better snapshot on the pace of inflation in America. The June Consumer Price Index came out today, and it's a 0.2% increase from May to June. Or another way to put this, in June, inflation fell to the lowest annual rate in more than two years. According to CNBC, we paid a little bit more for food prices, but we saw declines in used vehicles and airline prices. Meanwhile, home prices, those keep going up. Well, today, Hollywood announced nominations for the 75th Annual Primetime Emmy Awards. And leading the way with a total of 27 nominations is HBO's Succession. And while the network's The Last of Us came in second with 24 nods. Now, The White Lotus is next with 23 nominations. And Apple TV Plus's Ted Lasso with 21. The Emmys will be held September 18th. All right, coming up tonight on KXAN, it's LA Fire and Rescue at 7 o'clock, Chicago Fire at 8, Chicago PD at 9 o'clock before KXAN News at 10. And of course, you can join us an hour earlier for KXAN News at 9 on the CW Austin. And here's where to find us. Thanks for listening to KXAN News Nightly. You can also listen to KXAN News Today every morning for more in-depth coverage of what matters most to you.